On this week's episode of the Early Crow, Justin McInerney, Juzzy, uh, NFL tipping guru, well, was, has dropped right off, uh, and Matty Punts, who also does the NFL with us, and the golf, they both do. Um, we deep dive gently uh, into Juz. I suspect there's a fair bit more to learn, and we'll do that later on down the track at the Early Crow. Uh, Pratty joined us as well, and we talked about his body language, cricket, and all things uh, Pakistan, Australia, which concluded just recently, and Smudge going to the top. I don't know how much of the Smudge we've left in, but there's a bit there to dissect. And uh, I hope you guys just enjoy the show. It's a bit all over the place, but we're back for 2024, and we look forward to your company moving forward. Welcome, Early Crow 2024. We're back after a, a Xmas New Year's layoff. Paps, Roycey, P-Rat. Um, who's got a few fans on the cricket field. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, Tommy, been a little bit of a layoff. Um, we overlapped on the Gold Coast on the weekend. Um, really sort of a little little brother behaviour, I'd, I'd call that from you. Um, stuff I would have done when I was younger, you did. And we'll get to that later on too. But how was your Christmas and uh, your New Year's, mate? It was good. It was, um, we finished up training about the 16th. Uh, went back down to Bunyip, which was nice. It's always nice to catch up with your with your mates from back home and um, played some golf. I played some a lot of golf down there. Not much good golf. Played some very nice courses. I uh, I actually stitched up Hannah's one day. I said I was um, going to play with him and had a few too many beers with my old man the night before and and uh, <laughs> had to cancel. So sorry about that one, Hannah's. It was at Victoria as well, so it was pretty disrespectful. But um. Was no, that was the good. day after you dusted about 16 pills at the National? It was 36 holes, but... <laughs> no, that was a couple of days before. But the PK was all right. It was the day was PK the day before, so it was all right. But, um, yeah, my ga- my game's just inconsistent at the moment. I'll say that much. <laughs> um, let's knock over a bit of a yeah, left-field sort of topic, but it's one that I think is relevant to our listeners. If you're between the ages of sort of 20... If you're a young bloke and you want to sort of... Um, parade yourself as a little bit more sophisticated than you might be or you're an older bloke that just wants to enjoy nice food at home uh, my Mrs M's found uh, a pizza oven the brand of which Tom will know I don't uh, Tommy and I had indulged upon them when he was down they are elite and I think they're a phenomenal way for a young bloke out there to, to just sort of have a dish that he can cook when he's needing to cook a good dish Tom Bloody oath. It's um, What's the oh, yeah. it's Gosney. So Gosney, if you, I've, I highly doubt someone from Gosney is, is listening. But if they are, do you just send some? Pratty, I'm sure Pratty would um, would love one. hundred um, percent. <laughs> but uh, no, it's um, it's great. It's a sort of a. It's very tactical for me though, like a joint um, Christmas present to my uh, lovely partner Annie. You um, haven't, have you? You have not. You have not done that. Oh, by the way, have a look at how good this gift is. I got you. Oh, fuck, look, I've also already got dough. Let's get on guess with what, it. Guess what else? i got a, a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, there was, some, there, was, uh, there was something else. There was a nice bit of a perfume as well, so she loves her perfume. So don't worry, I didn't uh, didn't sit her up too much. But um, now the, the Pappenhausen's uh, pizza, pizza Palace is going well. <laughs> I um I did a similar thing. I um we go up to the that local like shopping centre, the, the, the shopping centre around here. But Baps and I went to, and um, <laughs> there's not a, a huge amount of jewellery options, which is sort of where I'll go to to be safe. I don't do the vacuums anymore. Um, the jewellery that we got that day for Christmas for M's wasn't real gold. Uh, we, we got completely handled by that person. Like, what did you walk into cash converters? No, we probably no, it should was, have. It was it was actually like it looked nice and it was Expensive. it wasn't it wasn't cheap. I'll, I'll say that much. It was impulsive. Um, it was quick. The kids picked it. Dars is just like so yeah, happy. that one. Yeah, and then for her birthday, which is the tenth of Jan, so she backs up real quick. Um, I'd forgotten this bit of information that she gave me that. Um, like she gave me a fair bit of feedback about the Christmas present, but she loved it because the kids got it. She's a great mum. And I'd forgotten this piece of information, and um, we went and we went back and did the same sort of thing. Got a little bit of different gear. Uh, obviously, dodged that joint, but there's two others. And I went to Pandora. Looked cool. There was some sort of youngish-looking mums in there. Some young girls, some older girls. I thought that looks alright. 
She told me like a week before, whatever you do, don't buy Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> so now, because she's a great mum, she's she's rocking a, a like cheap gold-plated bracelet and a stack of Pandora stuff because the kid's got it. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That is that, that is so good. And if, and if she doesn't wear it, I'm sure Darth will be picking up on it as well. Where's your, where's your, where's your bracelet? Oh, well, it gets even better. The thing I got, it was so bad, she did like exchange it, but she took Darth and she's been forced to now, it's like an um, Infinity Stone bracelet, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. An Iron Man operation, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, so that was our Christmas. Um, yeah, still, got the, still got the... Um, Keats's horse poo out the front of the house. Haven't got rid of that either. Um, from the reindeer, um, <laughs> and we—that's <laughs> what we've been doing. We've been busy. That's nice. What about you, Praddy? Ah, uh, yeah. Christmas break was good, mate. Had a bit of time off work, which is always nice. And then uh, I don't think I went as uh, outrageous as you blokes in the gift department. Um, Michelle got a nice zoo membership. She loves going to the zoo, and we've got a little one on the way, so. I've done that for her, and to be honest, I can't remember what I got her for Christmas. I'm in the same boat as you, Dicko. It's uh, Christmas into uh, birthdays, about a 14-day turnaround, and I'm horrendous at buying gifts. So, um, the worst part I for think... me is it's um, it's her birthday falls on like day two of the magic sale almost every year. Yep, and so let me guess, you were home for that then? No, <laughs> no, we did a Sunday Sunday event, and I was um, flowers delivered, you know, FaceTimes, FaceTimes galore. Yeah, lovely. Was up there. It Going sounds like I've got bed. a I've got pizza oven written in the back of my forehead for uh, for next year. Mate, so thank oh, you for that what, one. What are they cost, perhaps? They're not ridiculous. I think they might be eight hundred or six hundred. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's it's not just a pizza. I cooked a nice steak in there. It's it's unreal. You put like the frying pan in there, and it cooks it like unbelievably soft. Um, so it's not just a pizza oven. You can do fish. I'm I'm trying all different things. Don't worry. I've never cooked so much oh, in my life. I think it's a real good trick for young players if you want to sort of look like you know what you're doing a little bit more than you might. Um, <clears> get, get yourself a pizza oven and you'll be halfway home. This year on the Crow, boys, we um, we haven't done a lot of planning. We're sort of focused on our socials and keeping that betting advice solid. We've added the golf, um, finishing off the NFL, which we'll get to later on with um, <laughs> <laughs> Floyd. Floyd Landers, uh, for anyone playing at home, Tour de France, he was home and hose and he got done doping. Well, <laughs> Justin McInerney certainly not doping, but he might be about to choke the Tour de France. <laughs> My God, he's ice cold. Uh, oh. But this year, content-wise, podca- podcast-wise, what are we thinking? Yeah, with, uh, I think we sort of ended on a good note last year. We got some um, nice nice jockeys in, J-Mac and K-Mac. Um, hopefully this year we can... Keep on that sort of racing side as well. Hopefully get some nice trainers in. Um, met, met a couple of trainers on the weekend, Dicko, that would be a great, um, a great interview. Some coming operators. Some, yeah, some, uh, yeah, very, very, very good trainers um, that might be going overseas. We don't know. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll get into them, hopefully. Uh, hopefully some cricketers at the back end of the summer. Obviously West Indies um, is is uh, starting tomorrow, tomorrow night, day-night test. So hopefully we can get a cricketer in the back end of the uh, summer. Um, and then, obviously, footy and NRL coming up as well. So we'll, uh, we'll see how we go with, with who we get on and things like that. But we're hoping to get some nice uh, nice superstars, if you, if you like, uh, on Just the show. Just off topic, but don't forget, day two of the Adelaide Test, punters to get your racing.com app out and on for race six there at Pakenham. Uh, Mailbag Bloodstock will probably, hopefully, have the winner. Mm, well, like that. Love here. Race that. six, packing them. Lovely. So, what are we thinking? Shall we? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than an on, on-air production meeting, which is good. But maybe fortnightly. I mean, trying to wrangle you two blokes at the one time in the one in the one place is uh is always a task every week. So, I'd say let's aim for weekly. But my guess would be fortnightly yeah. for those. Perhaps, perhaps, oh, perhaps weeks will sort of get into a bit more rhythm, though. Yeah, I think that's a that's the thing about the early crow. You would you would notice it's very cruisy. It's not a like a it's not it doesn't have to every week. It's not a business. Yeah, it's um yeah. We have a good laugh. It's we still put our tips out every week. Um, but we're here and there with the podcast. We've got to make time. Obviously, it's not our full time full time gigs. Um, so yeah, at least a fortnight, and then we might string a few together, like four in a month, and we'll see how we go. Maybe some shorter, sharper ones. Definitely Just with a bit of like bit of uh, pony action yeah, yeah. come the autumn and uh, 
Yeah. yeah, I think I think in the autumn, I think um, it would be good to get a at least a show a week for the for the autumn main races. Um, I actually might have one running the slipper. We'll soon find out, but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll soon find out. But um, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> hey, all we can do is dream. I bought next year's Magic Millions winner yesterday as well, so yeah. we're just proud of all the gods. Bloody um, right, eh? So we're looking at focus on guests with their own little little uh, repetitive structured themes of the the stuff that makes us laugh. Yeah. Righto, cricket. Uh, the the Pakistanis they did a job. They they did their job for for us as cricket fans, as as lovers of cricket. I mean, like, it's a glorious time of year, isn't it? Like Christmas, great day, family. You know, you can get up on Boxing Day, and the cricket's going to start. If it, if there's a little bit of a rain delay, you're going to see some yachts floating out of Sydney Harbour. It's just Australiana everywhere. Um, but the Pakistanis in every single test fought. They put on a brave show. They they can't catch, which hurt them. If they could catch, maybe it was two one that series. I thought, I thought they were pretty like unlucky not to win the Boxing Day Test if they held their catches. Um, and Cam Green's pretty lucky. I think that Dave Warner's struggling to see the pill and and giving up the game because there's no fucking way on God's green earth he was knocking over Mitch Marsh for that all rounder sport. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's it is an interesting one that like the fielding is just like it's like you've ne- like never seen before. Like, I just don't understand that the difference between Australia and Pakistan in the field is is stark and it wins matches. Like they always say, catches win matches, but they do. Hmm. Um, I feel sorry for that. I sort of sort of do, but sort of don't for that that bloke in first slip that just couldn't catch a cold. Um, the great cricketer covered it well. I know you got Praddy listens. Yeah, you probably yeah. don't, uh, perhaps. But um, this the the overlay went, and I caught it live, and then they backed over it of uh, him dropping that like what, maybe the third time, and Mark War being on the commentary. Which I don't know if you're a bit young, like might be before your time, Tommy. But Mark War was just like the savant of when I was a kid, and he was the greatest fieldsman you'd ever seen. And just to hear him sort of offering the Pakistanis and the Pakistani team and then them overlaying it and backing over it again was outstanding pretty yeah I totally agree and then their comments about him doing Auslan as in the um, yeah. the sign language for the deaf <laughs> it was just uh, the, the great cricketer uh, they are how they're able to put content together if we ever get like that I think we deserve a big pat on the back because they do yeah. it all the time they, they, they are the funniest two blokes that I just I can't go over it. I was, yeah, in absolute tears walking the dog when he said, and old mate was doing Auslan at first slip. I was just like, <laughs> and I'm thinking about it in my head. But I do have a take on the cricket. I, I, I've i never been more disappointed that when there was a rain delay or there was something going on that we didn't see as much old footage as we used to. That that stuff you really used to really used oh, to get yeah. me up and about and seeing the old footage of Gilchrist or whoever it is absolutely smacking England around or whatever it is, and we, we're cutting to some... Some things with some big, uh, big sails sailing out in the in the in the thing going at twenty miles an hour or thirty miles an hour. I just <laughs> the, the Sydney to Hobart's just not not up my alley, and I was uh, I was a bit devo that we didn't have any uh, any all time. I, I don't mind Ricky Ponting, Ridgeback, three quarter sleeves, just smacking them around. You know. Yeah, that's fair. What do you think of Steve Smith going on top of the order, Tom? Um, I I don't mind it. I I think. Um... Like, if no one's really... I know Green hasn't um, really pushed his case, but no one else is really pushing their case. I know Bancroft is, but I don't know. If if uh, Smudgy's one of our, well, if not the best batsman in the world, um, he's one of them. Um, and if he can go in the top of the order and just start smacking him around, he's not going to stuff around either, which is nice. Um, where um, Uzi, Uzi can play that sort of same role he is. Davey Warner sort of... Um, was a, was the quicker run score? I think Smith can come in and do that. Um, and I reckon, like when it gets over in um, over in the uh, in India or something like that, it's where he's really gonna come to four. So um, looking forward to it. Actually, it's I know it is West Indies, so he probably come out and make three hundred in his first innings. It'll oh, be all perfect, perfect joint to start. Yeah, yeah. So Adelaide Oval. It'll be good. Yeah, Adelaide Oval. I'll win the toss. I'll bat. He'll get a whole session with the sun out with the pink ball. Yeah, he'll be seventy not out. Yeah. Might make 72. That's a great start. 
Um, he gets whatever he wants because he's the king. He averages, yeah. What does he average now, Preddy? 60-odd. Like he can do... He can averages do, more overseas. And I think he'll dominate up the top. I think yeah. he'll be better with a, with a true ball. And it'll suit his... Um, He's a deep thinker with a lot of like head noirs, but it obviously works for him if he can get up the top. He'll go real good. Pat Cummings, yeah. how good was he? Like oh, that mate, Melbourne he's... test when we were wobbly. It was it was kind of like it was like you're playing in the backyard, you know. And the old man came on and said, "You've been batting for too long." It's actually ridiculous. Like, I reckon. I know it was Pakistan and things like that, but it was like he would just do it every test. Like every he, he test, did it in the World like, Cup final. He did it in so, England. He's done like, it. Yeah, times. like it's just ridiculous. He's like, all right, we're 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 about to lose this game. He just stands up and just keeps, just it's just like he just bangs the bangs the pitch and it just does more than anyone else. Um, mm. Just steams in and just puts the boys on his back. It's um, it's actually a pleasure to watch. And one of the uh, I think putting him as captain has been one of a one of a great decision from Australia, to be honest. It's worked out really well because there wasn't really any, any other option. Yeah. Can't go back to Smith. The rest of them are really old. Or it's Lavashane, who at the time was bringing out toasties in his pocket and, you know, praying to God every second session. So, you know, he's not going to boy the boys. Just to confirm, he was putting those toasties in the freezer after he cooked them and then eating them again, which is this real strange part about that story. Was he really? You do know that, yeah. It's on. Have you seen oh, the test on Amazon, mate? Shout out to Amazon if they ever want to sponsor us as well. Let's just uh, keep <laughs> keep trying to plug some sponsors. But um, so he cook his toasty. He then put it. I uh, don't quote me. It's either fridge or freezer. Would put it in there. Would go and have his net session. Then come back and eat the toasty cold. <laughs> Work that one out. Oh Jesus. We um. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you reckon he drinks? Not sure. I don't know. We can't pot him too much because we might have one of them on soon. They don't want to... <laughs> we can't keep potting them. I'm not potting him. I'm saying do you reckon he drinks? I've got him a dollar eighty of each. So I'll have your pick. Jeez, you're taking a fair clip there. You must have been a bookmaker. <laughs> That's what they do. Dollar eighty-five then. Promo market. Um, you know, like... A big cum dog. I've got him like... I've got him a dollar ten. Cum dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was going to... Just wondering where we were going with that. <laughs> Who calls him that? Someone calls him that. I, I would. That'd be on the great cricketer for sure. <laughs> yeah, they call what's his name the bush horse. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, that's gold. Well, I think we're about to be joined by another Sydney Swans up and coming superstar, which will be good. He's um, I think he's finally got off Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> forgot that we we're on and we we're uh. We're pushing yeah, he said, said I'm going to be 30 minutes late, which is sweet. But then, uh, then he sent in a picture of uh, it looked like four-player Mario Kart too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So like, I don't know who he's housing. Is he still housing with, with other players? Um, but he's had a big week. He's had a huge week at home. Um, very busy. Uh, two dry, one wet sort of operation. Um, <laughs> Um, and he's, the wheels have really fallen off for his NFL tips so um, it's a big welcome to the early crow Justin Juzzy McInerney Justin McInerney an AFL player began his AFL career uh, when he was selected by the Sydney Swans as a 44th pick in the 2018 AFL draft his journey to the AFL was not straightforward he did initially consider being drafted and aimed just to get a few games. He didn't initially consider getting drafted, and initially he aimed at playing just a few games of TAC Cup with the Knights. However, as the year progressed, his potential for a professional career became more apparent. Juzzy's performance in the AFL has been noteworthy. He was nominated for the AFL Rising Star twice, first in 2020 around 15, and again in 2021 in round 16. His playing style is characterised by his excellent kicking <laughs> skills, loves to go across the body, Running, high, ball, high ball drop which we saw early this preseason when he won the 2k time trial uh, which might be a setback considering he's been punishing the porcelain for the last four days and an ability to make an impact on the field attributes that caught the attention of his coaches even before his AFL debut Justin McInerney Juzzy 
Uh, NFL guru, well, he was last time we spoke to him. We couldn't publish because we lost the like, we lost the technical side of the podcast. He was going a lot better then at the NFL than he is now, but he's part of that as well as our golf. You're part of the Early Crow family. Welcome to the Early Crow, Jazz. Mate, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, it's good to be here. Um, great I'm, intro, I'm great intro. That our, last one got, that our last one got cut, but we'll back it up. Great intro. Speaking of kicking across the body, just going to the back of my head here, you haven't got a lot of left foot love, do you? No, no I don't have one. Mate, I yeah, reckon he could possibly... He I would have... Worse at the club, possibly, probably worse... Top ten in the league have to be bottom ten worst oh. left foot in the league. <laughs> there's, an oh, American, was... there's an American Premiership player that almost had on his right mate, leg. Let's mate, come honestly, in. but you don't need it. Like, yeah, that's you, fair. You, you, you don't really need that one. You don't need it. Little bit of a setback. Um, two, two sort of setbacks this week after a dominant display. I was wondering earlier on if it was a contract year because you won the two K time trial. Um, but a setback this week with a bit of illness and coupled into. Uh, what can only be described as a, a real Floyd Landers sort of choke with your NFL stuff. You were <laughs> like, like downhill skiing towards a, a free share in a mailbag bloodstock horse and it's starting to look like it might be uh, pretty thin. I think punts would be favourite now. Yeah, well, for, start, for starters, we were only doing it for the, for the year and then and then you, you guys were making it. So then we, we, we had the playoffs in it. So I don't know, I'm, I'm just doing what I'm, what I'm here to do. <laughs> and then, uh, second of all, yeah, the uh, the other end is just has been coming out like a tap. So <laughs> it, hasn't been, it hasn't been ideal for the past couple of days, but we're we're on the up now. We're on the up. At least the, um, so the oh, for anyone goals, if you're still doing them, you'd be dominating them on on Tuesday. Nah, I'm, unfortunately, I'm with the term by the goes of skinny fat, skinny, <laughs> but uh, my, my my skin folds are the other way. He's, he was actually look, like starting to look pretty jacked for Jazz. Like he was starting to get some pipes, and then he just hasn't trained for three weeks, and he's lost five kilos. And he's gone back to his eighteen-year-old self. Mate, there, there was a fo- there was a photo on the gram somewhere, and I was, I was considering put, putting it back up. It was it was quite nice. <laughs> Shout out to the fans. Uh, your AFL career, right? You kick off. It said you played Tack Cup for the Knights. Who are they? Where are they? What was that like? I did. I played. Uh, I was lucky enough to play as an 18-year-old. They're uh, the representative of the. It used to be called the TAC Cup. I think it's now called the NAB League of my area down in uh, the northern suburbs of Melbourne. Um, so I was lucky enough to play there in my 18th year, and then I also played uh, school footy in my 18th year, and that, I think that's probably what got me over the line. Who did you play school footy for? Marsland College, Belaine. Great school when I was there. I think it's dropped off a bit since, but there's no shock. There's no shocks there, is it? So one of the one of the, one of the greatest surfaces, cricket grounds I've seen. Actually, it's it's unbelievable condition. They're beautiful. They're, yeah, they're, they hold their stuff in uh, great great yeah. stead. How long like was football your thing the whole way through from uh, you know, four four yeah. three onwards as a Victorian? It, it, it always was football football in the uh, in the winter and uh, cricket in the summer. But um, I, I just wasn't I wasn't that good at it. I was I was average at both, and then I uh, started to hit my straps, which was ideal. And then I cricket you cricket used to go too too long when you get a bit older. My attention span doesn't last that long, as perhaps probably knows. So oh, we go. <laughs> I uh, I made the trade. So what were you? you were sort of what bowling a little bit of off break leg spin and batting five? No, no, I was bowling, I was bowling pretty quick. I, I had the, I had the, I had the pace in my repertoire. Okay. But, uh, I couldn't. I, I couldn't bat that well, to be honest. So, Matt, I, I had a high score of fifty-eight nine, so we'll take that. Yeah, That's enough. Play that. Yeah. Paps reckons he could have played like twenty twenties for Australia. Yeah, pa- Paps, re- Paps reckons he's quite nice, but yeah, I'm. I'm keen. I'm, wait, I'm, we need his net session. Paddy, Paddy's Paddy bowls good. Good left arm. What is it? Slow mediums. Mediums. Paddy. Uh, Bowl slow, good. medium, left arm. Some of the worst, most disgraceful body language you'll ever see on YouTube. Brady's handy, is um, he? Yeah, he plays cricket properly. He's 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 not on you know Jars and Paps cash, but he's he's not playing for nothing. Um, okay, Brady. You don't get out of bed. You don't get out of bed for free, Jazzy. We we um, you had a good bit of vision on the um, of, of the attitude he walks off with, haven't you? 
gets hit for a oh, like, there's <laughs> like it's okay get... in my opinion as an as an Australian sports fan to to vent your frustration with umpires at the highest level because they're getting paid good money and that you know I think sometimes they just want to make it all about themselves and I think I'm entitled as a fan I might be paying my Foxtel subscription. I might be paying my membership for a club. I can abuse them if I feel like it's appropriate. But it's not okay to to treat the lower level uh, umpires who make the game go around at whatever sport you play like you're better than them, like you're above them, and like you might sort of hit them if you decide to. And the vision I've seen of uh, P. Rat Royce was was that. The big, big snatch of the of his hat from the umpire after getting dispatched over like cow's corner, and it looked like a tail ender to me as well, Pratty. It wasn't, but yeah, keep going. This story's getting leagues by the day. I like it. Well, that's that's what I saw. Uh, I think you should treat your umpires with a little bit more respect. If you don't have umpires, you don't have a game. Uh, agreed, agreed. There, um, I will rebut saying I reckon that's the one and only time that I didn't spray an umpire. So you got the good version of me. I'm glad you didn't see the bad side. But uh, yeah, you, you've. You've you've had a good day in the shed watching another game that I wasn't involved in for eight hours, so that was good on you to start <laughs> that with. That was, that was a huge setback. You've, you've, you've found one tiny clip of me, and it's just the, the rest I'm going to live by, but these things happen, you know, you just you just move on. But, yeah, I'm... Uh, was it Ian Malale or something, perhaps, the, the English left armour? <laughs> You do know what you do know these blokes are born like closer towards two thousand, yeah, rather than Ian Malale. What was his yeah. name, Pratty? I'm not sure. I don't know who you're talking about. Jimmy Left Anderson. arm, blonde haired, quick from for England. Played a lot of one day cricket. That's what Pratty's action reminded me of. Anyway, <laughs> where were we? Yeah, we're talking about Juzzy, I think. Yeah, back yeah. to Juz. So it always finds a way back to him, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so football wasn't like natural. Dominant, talented, like people would assume, or this guy plays AFL, he would have always been a freak. So you had to grind at it a little bit. Oh, uh, like I was always, I was always not too bad. Like I wasn't, I wasn't a battler. Like, like you're you were enough, been, but yeah, I was enough. <laughs> and, but it, I just, I just wasn't at that, at that sort of standard until, until I um, was about eighteen. What changed? Then, uh, I don't know. I think. I think a bit of it comes with opportunity, a bit of it comes with uh, like just filling out sort of thing. Um, puberty. Like, yeah, puberty. Get, get, get a few hairs on your chest. Still don't have any of them, but um, like, you, like, you just get a few more opportunities, get to expose yourself a bit more, and then um, you just get a bit lucky, I guess. What what sort of stuff? Like, did you did you target goals, or did you just go with the flow? To me, you look uh, like, sound like a bloke who would just roll along with it and just sort of get competitive when the when you crossed over the line. But were you a little bit more prepared than that? A little bit more driven than that? Well, yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I, I didn't have too many expectations because I wasn't um, I wasn't like ex- expected to, to do that well. So I think I was um, I was more I was more like just loving the opportunity, and then if I didn't get picked up that year, I was I was going to come back and play the next next year for the, for the Knights as an overager anyway. So um, it wasn't the end of the world if I didn't get picked up, and I think um, that was just it, the probably the mindset I went in with, and it held me in good stead. I didn't get um, make the cut for for Metro, and it was still just like oh well, I'm still playing Knights. So whereas for other people, it would have been a massive goal for them to make, and if they didn't make it, probably set them back a bit further than set me back. So, um, What was the adjustment like going from playing with your mates where you were happy to go around again next year? I assume that's because you loved it and you're having a lot of fun to going professional and having to move to Sydney. Yeah, I think the, the, the jump um, the jump in terms of uh, the standard and that sort of thing was was, was a massive difference. Um, as you said, we were just playing with our mates. We, were, we weren't the best team, but we, um, we loved playing together. Um, we only had, I was the, well, myself and one other were the only people to get drafted. So, um, whereas other teams are way more competitive, had had eight to ten get drafted. So I think um, that sort of thing, and probably helps me just getting involved with the boys and that sort of thing. I just always had that about me. But I think the massive difference was just the standard. And um, probably you could probably like, if you look at my career, I didn't start off start off too well and then get exposed to it a bit longer and. Um, you just work into it so I think that was probably the biggest difference 
Do you already have like that awareness that you're half blessed to go to that football club, to those standards, to that culture away from Melbourne that helps? Do you think that would, from the outside, I think that gives you a much better opportunity to thrive than going to a Victorian club where there's a lot more distraction? Yeah, I think I think everyone, everyone's different, but I think um, I think I yeah, you consider yourself lucky that that you came into this situation where they allow you to be who you are. Like if I, if you never know if you got drafted to a different club, maybe um, maybe you don't turn out the way the way you are because because of just the people you're around and um, like that sort of thing, just the culture. So, but I think the Swans, as you said, is a like a blessing to be drafted there, away away from it all and. Um, all the boys and the club just allow you to be you, so I think that's a massive thing. Was it hard adjusting from from Melbourne to Sydney? Uh, no, not necessarily. Not for me anyway. I think you're that close anyway, and you got you got other boys like like these fellas, like Tom and that, that are just like just get you around around it amongst it straight away. And I think the fact that you don't have that many mates, well, with zero mates, um, up here anyway, you just hang around with the boys twenty four seven. So I think it's quite handy. Do you reckon that has a part to play, Tom, with the culture of the Swans, the success of it? Yeah, I think that's the um, that's a difference with the the Victorian teams and the and the interstate teams. Um, everyone's sort of from Victoria and things like that, so um, we're all close. Like we we um, like on the weekend in a preseason, we'll go to a pub and there'll be fifteen to twenty of us there or so. Um, and if that happened in Melbourne, you'd you'd um, you'd probably get ta- photos taken of you and things like that. Um, or even just if you go out for a dinner just midweek, there's always there's always ten to twelve there. So it's um, that is just that connection sort of uh, piece where you're um, pretty much just like family to each other. You don't really um, I've sort of met a few mates outside along the way, but ninety um, percent of your mates are, are within the club and you see them every day. And, and when you see them every day, you get pretty close with them. When you strap on the boots, Jazz, and you're walking up the race, what are like the two or three things you're focusing on? yourself to, to deliver your best that, that night that day uh, for me for me personally these da- these days it's probably just um, provi- providing a, a contest um, <laughs> when, the, when the ball comes my way you know you just gotta you gotta put in that front when it's your turn to go you gotta go but I think um, then the rest just goes down to for me playing on my strengths um, when you get the ball trying to try and use your running carry try and try and use your, your strengths as you kick um, and then also just providing energy, similar similar to Tom in a different way, but um, like just trying to get the boys boys going a bit. Boy the uh, boys. Yeah, boy the boys, like the little things, picking them up off the ground or just celebrating that sort of stuff. So I think they're probably the main ones. What are the top yeah. two sort of moments you've had on the footy field so far in your career? Uh, f- first one I reckon would probably be, um, probably kicking my first goal was nice. Tom actually... Tom actually set it up, and I think Clarkie was out there. Um, Dill was out there. Just all, all the boys, and um, we're in that. We're in the hub, and it was just like when we were in the hub, we were vibe like it was just <laughs> like all the, all, the, all the lads were just doing what they want. We were we were basically Bit of Mario kicking, Kart. Yeah, yeah, plenty of Mario Kart, plenty of cod, mate. We were we were little kids running around in that hub. So um, I think that and then um, probably just um, make making it all the way in, into the grand final. Obviously, things didn't go our way, but. Um, Winning that prelim in that that week was pretty nice. What's your favourite ground to play at? Uh, the the G's obviously the best, but I reckon um the Adelaide Oval was quite nice. I don't mind going into the hostility and um it's good ground and obviously everyone's against you, so I like it over there. You seem pretty laid back, Juzzy, and I'll I'll start with you, Juzzy, and then I'll throw to you. Perhaps does it take you much to get switched off from footy, like? I know you obviously have a few interests. You like your basketball, you like your NFL, and you like a few different sports. Does it Mario does it take Kart, you long to oh, yeah Mario Kart turn up late? All these things, choking <laughs> in the NFL, the list goes on. But did, does it take you a bit to switch yeah. off? Like, or, or are you pretty good at uh, at keeping footy at footy, and then and then worrying about life when you're outside? Uh, a bit of both. I think it, I think it, it can depend on uh, on how well you're playing and. Um, and if if you're winning, you're losing, or like just your own form sort of thing. I think obviously when you're winning and you're playing well, obviously everything's all easy and you can you can switch off straight away. But I think hundred percent, it's like my betting yeah, does. When exactly. I win, I might have a pizza, two beers. I think fuck, like <laughs> how good am I and how good is life? I can't wait to get to bed. You, you, and you just and then if I lose, <laughs> I might not sleep. 
<laughs> yeah, and then like if you if you lose and obviously and you're, you're not playing as good, things get picked out a bit more, and you start you start overthinking a bit more. But I think I think I've got a pretty good balance, and as, as you said, I'm a bit laid back. But uh, I think just you can just try and find a way, like get, put a few things in perspective, sort of thing, and then um, yeah, you go from there. But um, obviously, obviously, I love my love my basketball, love my NFL, and that. So switch off a bit there for sure. Are you the same, perhaps? Does it is it is it like that for you that when when things are winning that it is a little bit easier to switch off? Yeah, it's probably. Um, I've always sort of been pretty good. I've actually probably found the last couple of years sort of been that um, you get a bit older. Like when I was younger, to be honest, I was I was just happy to um, be playing. And like when I was younger, um, we were pretty good, so we didn't lose often. Um, so I didn't really give a shit, um, and I was playing, which helped. We like. We're going in. It was pumping up every day, and now as you get older, you sort of bit more pressure, I suppose. Not pressure, but you feel like there's a lot, lot more, um, not not as much time, I suppose. Um, the the benchmark be... you've set for yourself as a footballer is now like established, and it's quite high. Yeah, you sort of have your your what do you call it your um, your own standards you want to live up to and things like that. So, um, and it doesn't last forever. So. I'm getting on 26 now, so um, and I still have one a flag, so that's obviously the main the main, main reason. What? Uh, who do you think is going to be fighting out the uh, pointy end of the season come uh, come the end of 2024? Obviously, the Swannies will be up there. It'd be I'd be shocked if you didn't say that you were. But who do you think the other teams by the Swans will be fighting out for the uh, for the top prize? Yeah, there's obviously a fair few these days. It's pretty close. Um, obviously, Collingwood, Brisbane, they're obviously obviously going to be there. Um, Port Adelaide is obviously going to be there, but yeah, um, I think probably the top eight, uh, top, top ten to twelve is like really close. Um, but I think Brisbane um, is probably the team to beat, um, as well as Collingwood. It's pretty pretty simple, but I think Brisbane at the Gabba is very hard to beat. Um, so in season, Brisbane's probably going to be the in season team, but obviously then Collingwood's very hard to beat when they make finals. So. Um, I, get home, I get a home grand final. If it's not us uh, on top of the ladder, I, I would pick Brisbane to be the top of the ladder. Jars, you got anything a bit more outside the flags a little bit for us there? Uh, oh, I wish I, I wish I did to be honest, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely sure. My uh, AFL picks aren't as good as my NFL regular season picks. <laughs> <laughs> regular season, not playoffs. Uh, Who do you boys think is going to be the most improved? club in the AFL I, I think GWS will bounce back for example like they overachieve we saw it last year um, I can't remember the team but they overachieve and they they, they, re- they regress to their mean is there a, is there a side that's sort of coming you, you sort of watch them and you see there's a lot of young boys here that are getting better um, yeah it's obviously hard like each, each year's each year's like com- completely different but um, I think I think Gold Coast like they've been pr- promising for so many years, and obviously, obviously Dimmer Dimmer's over there now. But um, I think obviously, like you think, you'd be stupid to think that they would they wouldn't be too good. And then, obviously, with uh, with D- with Dill going to North, hopefully, that hopefully he uh, sparks them up again. And they've got, they've got a little we've got a little soft spot for them now. So hopefully, they go all right. Pat Stevens, yeah, I uh, probably the same boat a bit. I think. Um, like you just don't know. Like no one would have ever picked Giants to be, make the finals last year, um, to make the prelim final, and then arguably it's a flip of the coin mm-hmm. to make the grand final. So um, you just never know. It's um, so close. Like it's sitting on the fence a bit here, but um, like it could be anyone. Essendon's obviously got a few new good picks in there, like Gresham, um, Ben Mackay, and things like that. So uh, how how well they work at Essendon might might go well, and then. Um, Draper didn't play that much last year either, so he's a very good player for them. So um, probably yeah, Gold Coast Essendon might be the ones. I thought one of the most interesting clubs next year is the Adelaide Crows, ex-Swan, Matty Nicks coaches. They they were pretty solid last year. If they maintain that sort of trajectory, they're going to be competitive, looking for a top eight spot. Or do they sort of fall off again? That's the, they're the clubs that fascinate me, and you have to make sort yeah. of moves around them early in the year, I guess. Parking there, that's a good call as well. Um, NFL. So we do a weekly three-game selection for the Sunday slate, I think, punts it is, but it's Monday for us. 
Uh, Matty Punts and I have been mates forever, and we've done the NFL for a long time now. Um, Juz and Paps joined us this year. Uh, I put up a share in the Mailbag Buzzstock course for the winner, and the loser has to shout uh, a game of golf for the boys and a lavish long lunch. Um, it looked <laughs> like... It was over, isn't it? It well, was it, over. Well, it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to take the end of season like and take the take the horse, which we need to think about and talk about. I want Judge to be happy, but I also want to keep on playing. So, um, but he was. How many games were you clear at the end of the season? Let's go clear a few. And he's just come crashing right back to earth. He's I thought stopped. I'd come back to the pack because, like, what's what's the point of keeping going if it's not going to be interesting? What did you feel about what happened to you on Sunday no, I was, I was, when you were sort of bullied into flipping your pick from <laughs> Listen, a... I was gutted. I was gutted. I, uh, I rocked up to training at about, about 9 o'clock, walked over to Paps, and I'm like, mate, Packers down 28. No, Cowboys down, Cowboys down 28. I'm thinking, hell, how am I meant to get through training if I can't, if I can't get this out of my head? <laughs> I couldn't. I've swapped from the overs to the to the Cowboys, and it's gone thirty points overs, and the Cowboys are thirty down. I was baffled. I was like, oh, oh god! I only got yourself to blame that. Yeah, I think I might. So I, I'd have well, I'd was, have Matty Punt's favourite stuff from Punt's. right now to take it out. He's just he just got stuff. hot at the right time. I've improved lengths. And uh, it, like, there was a hope know, today that, that, that uh, little Tommy dropped three back, but he, he found a way to get them over the line today. We watched that together on Zoom. <laughs> we actually watched it together <laughs> <laughs> whilst texting you blokes. And um, <laughs> he's only two back from me in last, but it it was a disgraceful disparity of positions about four weeks ago. Now there's probably four games in it. Everything's back on the table now. What is it? So you and Jazz are tied on one yeah. back and... Perhaps it's two back from me. Yeah. How do you go about it, punts? Where are you? Uh, like, how are you selecting your selections? Like, are you are you right into it or uh, what? I, I've been a sticko for it um, since the Tom Brady days, and uh, I'm, I'm a big Pat's fan, so um, he sort of uh, shifted my sports gambling into the NFL. Um, it's been a bit shitty the last few years without him, but. Yeah, a bit, bit of a down year for the Pats this year, but um, it's a, it's a great sport to punt on. I don't know, like with, with all the spreads, they're like they're spot on. Like, um, I the shit. I, I, I don't know how you boys find it, but it's a great sport to to punt on. Um, what what what's your mythology in in this, in landing on a pick? Like, what, what what's your system to get into a decision? <laughs> uh, there's no he doesn't have one. <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> I'm a favourite backup. Like I'll multi up the favourites and launch. Um, poor, poor, poor gambling strategy, but um, all right, you get somebody on there. He lo- Matty Punts loves having like the red dog into like a, yeah, a yeah, horse. Right. I've tipped him. Yeah. Like oh, mate, you and you and McInerney could be brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't actually work. Yeah, that's why I say don't do it, but he's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. Um, right, what do we think for the rest of the NFL? Who's, who's favourite in I, our I, I think I think I'm obviously favourite. Like, I've got the form stacking up, and <laughs> I'll, obviously come, I'll obviously come good again. Like, I've had my rough patch now. You guys have already had yours, and now I'm going to come back into the light. <laughs> With my Ravens, I'm going to stick to my Ravens. Uh, Ravens all week. The Ravens are back this week. I'm taking them on. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that could be for the title. Again. Lions oh. again. Lions again at home. I don't even know what the spreads are, but those teams are winning, and then we'll find another winner. He loves laying the points, does he? Yeah, he's a big points, man. Yeah. Except when you yeah, flip. The, the, point, the points actually win, but the other stuff actually doesn't... The other stuff's just luck. I actually, I actually have no idea how they always do it, their algorithms and what it is, but they nail it every time. I know, it always hands around the number, doesn't it? Yeah, because the markets go up early and they're shut. Like, so this is what happens in betting. They, they put up their best guess with their algorithms and their systems, and then the market is sharpened by punters. So you know how like, the line might be 
for the Steelers, and then it it, it started today. It closed at eight point five. Yeah. So that's been yeah. sharpened by the market. So the market keeps taking the ten and a half, the not the nine and a half, and they make it eight and a half. And that's where it lands. That's how that's how markets are efficient, and uh, I think maybe punts the NFL is more efficient because there's only a set amount of games each week on a weekend, and there's like so many Americans betting on it, so it's just got more and, and more what? money, making it sharper and sharper. Yeah, and, and well, that's, that's the same. Is that the same with the with like the yards and the any timer and that sort of stuff? So it's basically just like backing a horse, is it? Or yeah, yeah. So the, the, the shot. The, the sharp punter will take a price that they think's wrong, whereas the mug punter just takes whatever's price is put in front of them. But the sharp yeah, punter they, they, they moves the, the market. They, they set the lines to make you want to take the over. Like, like I took, I took ten and a half Steelers, and I think it closed. Went well, went well. It, it closed, but it closed nine and a half, or ten and a, or eight and a half. Is that yeah, a but still didn't win? Moral victory for you, or <laughs> little, little yeah, one? Yeah. Well, me, P- punts, and I are the two most informed NFL punters in the group. I mean, last month we're airborne. I was about three back from Paps. I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain there's something dodgy going on there. Certain. You've slipped and pratty something to like Photoshop these markets. Mate, you were gone. <laughs> You're gone? Yeah. I have no idea how he's eating. And no one's been tracking, no one's been tracking yet, and something, yeah, you're all the way back. Yeah, that's true. He's just been, just been making up the lines and that. I don't know, mate. And Pratty's obviously some tech guru, mate. You've gone all the way back. There's something dodgy. What about with the golf? When I made the golf slide, I finished off our golf slide. It went through three sets of hands, Pratty to pass, and I finished it off. And Jules was like, great work, Pratty. <laughs> I couldn't believe I did it. That was actually quite nice. Uh, have the boys caught much grief at training about the, the golf? I mean, far included, it's been a pretty disgraceful start from all of us. I, th- I think we're all just as um, embarrassed as each other. Um, it's only it's only six picks in. Oh, but, that's, uh, that's what we've got to remember. You, you're taking you an average times, price of ten, so you hit one, you're in front. But you've got to times that by by how many of us are twelve. So we're six times six times twelve is uh, about seventy two, I think. So, but you only need to hit one. Look, fucking Rain Man, hang on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we're, we're down we're down a bit unfortunately ah speak for yourselves fucking hell I'm going alright yeah Pratty's with him what are you are you in the, are you in the pass yeah I'm in yeah, the pass yeah, but it's, it's irrelevant like you got to hit winners if yeah. you're not if you're not taking I shouldn't do this but I'll do it if you're taking top 10s and top 5s in our golf competition the way it's set you're not win. I think you're a moron yeah because we're not the, you're not going to win by by oh I'm in front. It's it's win, one person will win, the rest will lose. Correct. So it's not about making a profit. It's just about hitting jackpots. Yeah. So you want to be going two or three, three players to win, because yeah. eventually people will start hitting and and Paddy will go like oh I'm I'm two dollars sixty in front, and you're down nine, and then all of a sudden I'm up twenty. We'll just it's, well you're not you're, like you're, you're simply not hitting that like. Look, it's it's different where you've had where you've had ten dollars and all these all these things the other day, and you've hit and you've hit one. Like it's different. You've only got three max picks. Yeah, but there've been roughies that win, man. Like the straighten up. But once the once the big boy, yeah. But once the big boys start getting in their groove, that like. We'll win. Mate, me and Dicko picked a few last year. I, I think it might like, be uh, it might be Lloydy. Someone had Fleetwood last week. Yeah. In, yeah. in Hawaii. Lloydy and uh, then Bruce he, did. <laughs> and then, he, then we decided to stay in Hawaii and Fleetwood won in Dubai. Is he in the winning? Yeah. Rory Mate, winning. So Rory went birdie birdie. Then he flushed one. He stuck it like three foot, two foot from the hole. Three putted. Yeah. Then he, like, birdied, than, then he birdied. Then he birdied another one two holes later. He was up by one going down the last. 
snap hooked a drive into the water. Tommy Fleetwood sunk a monster putt on 18 to go 19 under, which is what Rory was on, and Rory bogeyed it, got beat. It was. If you're on Rory, which I'm assuming Matty Punts was by his face, (laughs) 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 he would have been a really. Friday morning, he's a shot like nine under. Like, it was a dollar sixty. Like, all right. I'm not going to go this week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you stab and watch it? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse than getting beat on the Euro late at night. I know. <laughs> on a yeah. Sunday just to start your week yeah. off. Fuck, that could have been four hours sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Rory does that. Like, he'll hit the lead in a tournament and you'll hit the next one out of bounds, you know? It's frustrating, but I love him. Like, I'm back Rory every week, so. How good's, how good's Radar's uh, on course commentary on the Euro Tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a king. Yeah. You know he owns the pitch and putt at Sylvania? Does he? Yeah. Shire. Shout out to the Shire. Uh, God's good. country, birthplace. Uh, boys, what else should we talk about? Or that do us for episode one of 2024, Early Crow. Praddy, what are you thinking? Uh, there's nothing else that you want to cover off. That might... It's episode one, 16 days in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Boys are slacking, aren't they? <laughs> We're busy, mate. We're busy. <laughs> mate, you haven't, been, you haven't been on the track. We're two weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're actually back at work and training, and you actually haven't set foot on the track. <laughs> Uh, but you've been uh, sick for two weeks. Is it because he touched right. tomato sauce? Is that why he's been sick? Or yeah, just <laughs> I, we, well, I know this because we've done this show once before. But um, I know you got one phobia. I'd like to know if you got more. But borderline allergic to tomato sauce. <laughs> you, you can't stand it in any shape or form. Can you just take us through, like the diagnosis of what you believe you have? when you first sort of noticed it and how it affects your day-to-day? So, I don't do tomato sauce. <laughs> so, so when you were 10 years old, what was the setup so, like? So, so when, I, when I was 10, when I was young, it was, well, I wouldn't touch the bottle. Like, not, not <laughs> even, not even, nothing. Just no, no bottle. I would, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Any, anything, if it touched anything, it was done. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't like, I could hardly sit here and you sit on the other side of me and you've got tomato sauce on your, on your, on your food, like, it was, I, 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 I can't I wait till you have kids, I, 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 I we're really good mates, but oh, yeah. <laughs> there will be no tomato sauce in, in the house with kids, I, like, <laughs> with, with, with Doss and Lauren now, the tomato sauce is, I don't, I don't see it, I, I'm fine with it, I'm fine, I'm, I'm fine with it now, bearable with it now, but, um, I would never eat it ever. What about those little sachets? Did you ever get them come across them? Yeah, they, they were they were shockers. <laughs> the, 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 you, can't, you can't trust the sachets, like squirting out, like going everywhere. I, I couldn't hack the sachet. Like the sachet was. Done. Uh, uh, I, I, was <laughs> I, I was done with a lot of sauce. Now I'm gradually finding my way back. But like it's Jazz is one of the more most random, like fussy person I've ever met. Like he doesn't like butter on toast. He doesn't like cheese, doesn't like mayonnaise, tomato sauce. Um, so when, when we have burgers at the club, and he's gluten-free, so he can't have bread. <laughs> <laughs> what are you eating? I, uh, <laughs> just made in front of my house now, are we? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the team. <laughs> so when Juz gets a burger at the club, it's a gluten-free bun with no sauce, no cheese, and just like burger and lettuce and gluten-free bread. It's disgusting. That's awesome. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a pl- I'm, a, I'm a plain eater, but I, st- I stick to what works. Che- <laughs> cheese is cheese is the other thing. Like no cheese <laughs> at all. At all. No no cheese on pizza. Like nothing. No cheese. So, a gluten-free so base with you no come cheese down, on You it. come down to my joint one day, we get the pizza oven cranking. Yep. What am I putting on your pizza? I'll, I'll have of the pizza base, obviously, with the, with uh, like... Toma- gluten-free? Toma- oh, toma- gluten-free, of course. I'll take the tomato paste on the bottom, and then I'll have, like, t- maybe, like, chicken with peri-peri sauce, maybe, like, capsicum, tomato. Oh, oh no tomato. Maybe, like, mushroom and onions or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That'd be 
But no <laughs> cheese. No cheese at all. Jeez, I didn't like that on the pizza. You are yeah. one of the rarest human you, you beings just, I've ever met, and that's why I really, really like you. I, I wouldn't have eaten pizza for 19 years of my life. <laughs> until, until, until I worked, found the hack that you can have no cheese in the base, and now I'm on. Anything else, boys? That's pretty good, I reckon. Just... Uh, we're going to get the tips in earlier this week. The, the game start on Sunday, our Yeah, well, I have a suggestion. Or oh, perhaps and I have a suggestion. I think that this week, and, and we'll probably continue on this, I think we might get a few more people involved next year, next season. But I think from the playoffs onwards, potentially even from, say, the back half of the season onwards, the, the leader has to tip first, and it goes down. I like I haven't been tipping first anyways. You have, <laughs> and you're a leader, and you're courageous, and I respect it. But like, I'm being honest, if Paps tips before I do this week, Coincidentally, I like all the same back, all the same bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Because I was yeah, telling that, that's just because your, your mum raised a bitch. You're born gutless. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Donna. Fucking um, don't run them guys. That's four straight off the middle of that, straight through the covers. <laughs> Ricky's taking a big dive. He's missed, and it's fucking one bounce four, mate. Fucking shot. <laughs> Winners win. I got to do what I got to do. Uh, what do we think about that though as a structural change to the tipping competition? Yeah, it sounds good. You, you got you to you got to you got to be prestigious though. You can, we're not we're not taking any like twelve players that we're taking for the golf. Yeah, no, no I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, no, we'll, no, they've got to we'll earn find, you, Yeah, yeah you've got to we'll, be proudly picked. No, the, yeah. the selection's got to be done by by the four of us. Yeah, it's it might just be the four of us. No, it'll be a meeting, a team meeting. Yeah. Uh, do we want? This person to be part of this or not, and we'll, 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 and like, we'll talk about be, it. You can't just be a guru, no banter. I seem like what's the point of being in the chat? Oh know? no no no, that's that's probably the most important part is is banter. <laughs> you know, you can have a cider, perhaps we'll have a stone and wood with punts, and we'll 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 figure out if and who we allow into the NFL next season. But it shapes to be a pretty hot finish. There's a lot on the line. Perhaps right now, dollar twenty to be paying for lunch and carts <laughs> and around. And that makes me very, very happy. Justin, Juzzy, McInerney. Well, also, what, what's the um? What's the go with you like sending in your uh, your cards? Like you're not sending everyone in. You're only sending the ones in when you actually hit it good off the stick. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of that's kind of like what I like to do. I like. Yeah, to, well, um, if you're not going to if you're not going to send them all in, just and stop sending them in. Well, I I, I think potentially, Juz, I'll send in every card I've I've played like. What you've got to get a grip of, which is, I know, impossible and tough at the moment with where you're at in life, is I don't go to work and do like, you know, a little aerobic session in the pool for two hours and then go home and play Mario Karts. So like, I, I have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of shit to do. I don't actually get to go and play golf four times a week like Paps. So you're actually copping, I think, every card I've... I reckon you've copped every card I've had in the last like month. So, so you're you're quite handy. If I could putt, I'd yeah, be he's off seven does. So, so, so what's 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 the go with uh, with our day? We're obviously ambrosing it, are we? Or no, we're not betting on the. Well, we we will we'll bet like we when we play golf amongst each other, but that's no, not I a big I've, like bet. Yeah, we can we can um, arrange like handicaps and ambrose and shit does. We could yeah, play yeah. two ball, best ball, and bet you know pro athletes versus uh, ping pong kings. Do you do you um do you play puns? <laughs> I I would, he while. doesn't play but I'm telling you now I will back him to the hilt I'd love to have him on my team he's just a natural athlete competitor a ball striker <laughs> can drive I can drive oh, well, yeah. similar, to, similar to me then I think <laughs> <laughs> don't forget he's good at everything that he does Dicko so I'll, uh, I'll, uh, no no golf's unfortunately one th- there's a few things yeah. about it golf's one skating's another surfing's another skating <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the they wouldn't let you skate, would they? No. No, nah, but just would, like, just, just... Like, grown up, like, I couldn't stand on a board, like, etc. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> right, I'm like, to... still thinking about it. Oh. Oh, well, some things hold real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's been well, the early crow episode. We don't know. First one back for 2024. Episode 16. Justin, Juzzy, McInerney, thank you so much for coming on and uh, deep diving a little bit into your story. 
Welcome to the other crow officially. Matty Punts, big debut, my man. Hopefully you can uh, just sit in the corner there and be part of a few more. You both could do that. Uh, I hope you guys have a phenomenal weekend. If this podcast gets out before Thursday night, shiny new deal, race six, Packenham. I expect it to be very, very close to winning. And make sure you follow across all our socials, the Early Crow, Twitter, Instagram. I think that's about it. Uh, Staking plans every Saturday. They are winning at 29% profit on turnover. Phenomenal results. We're working hard to get better. Make sure you get around it. Have a phenomenal week. Enjoy yourselves and bye for now. Go Ravens. (laughs) Fucking fucking Ravens. (laughs) Part of what I do outside the early crow is I run a bloodstock business called Mailbag Bloodstock. Uh, We race horses in Sydney, Melbourne and Queensland. Uh, Last week I was up on the Gold Coast at the Magic Millions yearling sales. Purchased two colts, two really nice colts. A yes, yes, yes colt. Uh, for 80 grand that heads to Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott and a really sharp, bright, athletic Churchill Colt for $70,000 who heads to Nathan Doyle. Both horses are part of a breeding scheme which gives you extra cash when you win races in New South Wales. So they both head to New South Wales. Uh, If you'd like to find out more and potentially race a horse with me at Mailbag Bloodstock, please email Jono, J-O-N-O, at themailbag.com.au.